Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Family Brand Podcast. Aloha. It's a beautiful day here on the North Shore of Oahu, Hawaii, and kind of exciting around here. There's a buzz because of the size of the waves. Uh, The waves today are supposed to be bigger than they've been in a really long time. Uh, 25, 30 foot waves. People are flying in from all over, you know, the, the professional surfers. So we're going to go down to Waimea Bay and and check it out. Yeah. And speaking of big waves, sometimes like when we're near big waves with the kids, it can feel really stressful and overwhelming. So we're keeping the kids away from the waves. We're just going to watch, but it kind of ties into what we want to talk about today about like that stress and that overwhelm. We have actually just this year, we've been asking this question to a lot of families. And the question is, what do you feel like is the biggest challenge facing families today? And it seems not, it's like not a hundred percent of the people answer the same way, but I would say like almost a majority. Yeah. Maybe like 85% say have the same answer to this question when we ask them. And that answer that they give is there's so much like overwhelm and busyness and that that is just overwhelming <laughs> to use that same word again. And so we wanted to talk today about things that we do to kind of combat that overwhelm and that feeling of too much going and, on. Yeah. And some of the things that they referenced around this idea of overwhelm, one was just schedules, like mm-hmm. between parents and kids and their activities in schools or homeschooling and online. It's just like feeling like there's being pulled in so many different directions and then I also think what we've heard from a lot of the families is the overwhelm of just the noise that's out there in the world. Like, it seems like there's more opinions, there's more thoughts and ideas on social media and the news. And just when you combine like this, the activity of a family coupled with like the noise, and then you throw on top of that something like, like, I think it was already noisy and overwhelming prior to the pandemic. And you throw that on top of it, I can just feel really overwhelming. Like, what do we do as a family? And like, what do we know? Like, how do we know if what we're doing is right? What do we say yes to? What do we say no to? What do we choose to listen to? What do we choose to not listen to? That is hard because everyone and everyone has a different opinion or a different product or a different idea that they want to pitch at you, throw at you. And it is hard to know like where to spend your highest and best efforts and time. So we want to help you with that today. Things that we have done solutions that we have found that have that have helped us with that and don't get me wrong it's still something that we have to revisit all the time and we've talked in a few episodes about intuition what's interesting the the definition of intuition basically is uh, this this inner feeling rather than conscious yeah we were i wrote it down before we started the actual definition so it's intuition is something that you know by feeling rather than conscious reasoning. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, you really do have this intuition and we've talked about that a lot on quite a few of our podcasts, but we thought today we'd go into 
well, how do you actually though access that intuition? Like, where does it come from and how can you start to trust it more? And Melissa had this idea of, you know, maybe the theme of this episode is like just to be still and maybe share some really practical ways as families that we can be still and really start to trust ourselves more and lean into that intuition, even in the midst of all the overwhelm and all the noise in the world. And how that stillness and that intuition can help you cut through that overwhelm and that noise. So we have um, three ways that we use, you know, the, this, this being still three way things that we do. And we wanted to share them with you. So the first one is prayer. And we had an experience this week that just like really brought that to the forefront of my mind about how, how important that can be. And the story, it's Indy's story, I guess. She, we've been looking for a preschool for her for since we got here to Hawaii. So it's been like six weeks and contacted a lot of preschools and either they don't have space for for any other kids um, in their preschool or they're not doing it because it was in their home and they just have chose not to have preschool this year. Whatever it may be, like I've not been able to find her preschool. And so on, on Tuesday, um, we encourage our kids to pray, have their own personal prayers like in the morning and night. And on Tuesday night, I was helping her pray. And I thought, you know, we should we should pray that she find can find that we can find a preschool for her. And so, so she said in her little prayer, you know, help me to find, help me to find a preschool. And you know, the next the next day rolls around, and I had to run into town to go to Costco to grab some groceries. And I'll let you tell the story from here. It's more it's more your story from here, but yeah. And I think the only thing I would add to that is that not only was Melissa really you know intent on finding a preschool for Indy, but Indy really, really wanted to find a preschool. She sees her older brothers and her sister going to school and she was in a preschool in Arizona. And so she was really, yeah, just determined to find one. So we have built a little home gym on the, on the outside of our house, the side, the, you know, ocean facing the north side of our house. And I work out there five days a week and I usually get the kids to come out with me. So Tanner had gone with Melissa, but I had uh, Tate, Ivy, Trip, and Indy. We were all out there working out. And I look over the, like literally next door, like just across the fence and I see a bunch of little kids out playing in the front yard. And at first I thought that was interesting. I've never noticed like that many little kids and I didn't think anything of it. And I just kept working out several minutes later, I see, you know, a woman walking back towards the back of the property and now a line of like several kids and another woman in the back. And the thought is like, occurs to me like, oh, maybe that's like a play group or a preschool. And I had this feeling like, go, go ask, go say something. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm right in the middle of like my workout. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to stop. I don't want to interrupt them. Then I had a feeling again, like, oh, go, go say something, right? Just like this intuition. So I run up to the fence and I yell over, hey, is that like a play group or preschool? And this most kind woman comes over and she's like, well, yeah, we're, we're actually a Montessori preschool. And she looks at Indy and Indy's standing there at the fence, you know, a huge smile on her face because she sees all these little kids and the woman says, we actually have two more spots. and We'd love to have another little girl. We need more girls. And Indy lights up. And I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. I'm like, so you're saying like you guys run a preschool right here next door. You know, because I know Melissa has been looking all over the island. Like we'd have, you know, I know like to get to like Kauai and the big islands, like a 30 minute flight. <laughs> we'd have flown to another island once or twice a week to take her to preschool. Maybe like, Not and I was actually. like, <laughs> but I was like, I can't believe it's next door. And so Indy immediately wants to call. Melissa, it's like, we got to call mom and tell her. Now, I didn't know about what had happened the night before that that they had prayed, that Indy had prayed to find a preschool. And so I was like, no, Indy, like, 
let's just wait. Mom's shopping. She's in a hurry because she's got to get Tanner back to go to jujitsu. Well, a few minutes later, Tanner calls because of the jujitsu situation and he has it on speakerphone and Indy immediately takes the phone out of my hand, talks over Tanner. is like, mom, I found a preschool. And Melissa's like, what? And so I tell her the story and it's right next door. And all of a sudden, Melissa goes completely silent. And I'm thinking like the, the call got disconnected. And I'm like, hey, Melissa, you still there? And a couple of seconds later, she's like, yeah. And she was crying in the middle of Costco. As you all know, I have a tendency to let the tears flow sometimes. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, are, are you okay? Is everything all right? And then she sat there for a couple more seconds. She's like, yeah, I'm just really grateful. And then she told me the story. Like she told me that Indy had prayed the night before to find a preschool. I was just like, wow, like prayer really works. You know, and I thought like Indy's prayer and her faith, like is probably what had me feel prompted, like had that feeling to go say something. And what's crazy to me is we looked all over the North, all over Oahu and here right next door. And it also just had me realize like God really does care about us. Like he really is involved in like our lives if we allow it. And and that and the thing I think that I wanted to highlight, maybe have Melissa talk to this, is I think sometimes our tendency when things aren't going the way we'd want them to go, or when we're bumping up against something, it's feeling overwhelming or stressful and there's noise. I think our tendency is actually to to work harder, to to go at it alone even more. And rather than stepping back and like asking for help, whether that's through prayer or intentions or sharing with other people, and the minute Melissa had the thought to do that, like God blessed us and was like, oh, yeah, you want to find a preschool for Indy? Here you go. And the night before, what was crazy too is Melissa had been sharing with me how she would love to create more time in her schedule each week each week to be able to focus on family brand. And I think it was like, yeah, I'll hook both of you up. Yeah. And I did, like when Andy was telling me, I had like the distinct feeling like, okay, this this is for both of you. Like this is this gives you the time that you wanted and this gives her the preschool that she wanted. And this is like a direct blessing for both of those purposes. And it was, yeah, it was just, it was a really cool experience that we had this weekend. And I know that's not unique, unique to me or Indy or our family, like that, 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 that is available to anyone. I think prayer is also an amazing way to start to like exercise that muscle of like intuition and trusting yourself to make decisions. I think one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves is like, around decisions of any kind. So, oh, I don't know, or we don't know. And I just don't believe that's true. I believe you do know, or you have it within you to know. And it's one of the things that we really want to teach our, our, trying to teach our children is that they can pray and receive insights and intuition. And when they're facing something that's overwhelming or scary, or there's a lot of pressure. And so just some small ways we've done that is every year we've decided around school that we'll allow our children to decide whether they want to go to school or homeschool and even have some say in what homeschool looks like. And we encourage them to pray about it. And I thought for sure this year that all of our kids would choose homeschool. And, you know, they all prayed about it. And Tanner and Tripp both felt like what was best for them was to go to school. And we were surprised, but also I thought it was cool that they got that answer for themselves and trusted themselves and trusted their intuition. And I know Melissa in particular was kind of nervous, especially about Tanner going back to school. Yeah, I was nervous just because he's in sixth grade and I remember being in sixth grade and being, you know, preteen, teenager. And kids are just trying to know who they are, find who they are. And sometimes that can translate to, 
you know, kids being mean and, you know, not accepting. And I was just really worried about that for him that he might encounter that. And, you know, it was, it was kind of interesting. I, yeah, I was just thinking about that. I, I wanted to keep him home and I wanted to keep him from having to experience any pain or any struggle or challenge. But I realized like, no, like that, this is what I want for Tanner, not to experience pain or struggle or challenge, but I want him to be able to feel like he can make decisions for himself and that he knows what those decisions are and, and trusts himself. And I want him to have autonomy. I don't want to make all of his decisions, even though I kind of actually do. I realize that that's not, that's not what I'm raising children for. I'm raising them to be independent and trust themselves. And this is of really small piece where I can begin to allow them some of that freedom. Yeah. One of the things you've heard us talk about, if you've listened to other episodes is one of the, one of the big outcomes for us of family brand for our family and other families is to raise strong, confident children who know who they are, love who they are and believe in who they are. And I think a huge part of that starts with children learning to trust themselves and learning to receive answers from themselves. And so, yeah, Tanner and Trip are the newest members of the some of the newest members, I guess, of the Sunset Beach Elementary School, the Sharks. And so far, they loved it. I mean, weekend, one weekend. But I also thought that Ivy, if there was any one of our kids who would go to school, it'd be Ivy because she has more than anyone and loved it. But yeah, she felt strongly about what was right for her was to was to stay home. And so again, I just think whatever that looks like for all of us, but, but prayer is a really amazing way, I think, to strengthen that muscle of intuition and really start to trust yourself and teach your children to trust themselves and that we, we have access to, to answers. Yeah, the third thing we want to talk about is meditation, the way you can get still and begin to exercise that um, muscle of intuition and cut through the overwhelm is through meditation. Um, and Chris has a client that has a really awesome, awesome program. Um, she teaches you how to meditate and she has yeah, this sequence of, of things that she recommends. And okay, tell us, you've read the book more thoroughly than I have. Tell us more about it, Chris. Yeah. And so did we say this is the third thing? This is the second thing. Second thing. So the second thing we have with meditation. So it's Ziva Meditation, Z-I-V-A by Emily Fletcher. And she wrote an amazing book called Stress Less, Accomplish More. And she talks about her approach. And the thing I love about her approach is it's not, it's not associated with an app or your phone. Not that things associated with your app, an app or a phone are bad. I just love that it can just be your own practice that doesn't have to have me tethered to a phone more than I already am. And it's simple. It's 15 minutes a day. Like, and she talks about the, dif- the differences between mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, but how they can all come together. So mindfulness is really around how do we, how do we become present and live in the present through breathing? Um, how do, uh, meditation is how do we clean out the cobwebs, right? And like give ourselves a, re- a, a, a refresh or restart on our brain. And then the manifesting is how do we create our future through powerful language? For me, the biggest benefit that I've seen of creating a regular meditation practice for myself and then encouraging our children to do it, and sometimes we meditate together as a family, is I think it really helps you live in the present. I believe it's never been more difficult as families to live in the present than it is today. There's so When we talk about that overwhelm and the noise, I think most of the overwhelm and the noise is aimed at having us have regrets and like guilt and shame about the past and have worry and fear and anxiety about the future. And as long as we're living in the past or the future, we're not living in the present, which is the place where life's actually happening. It's the place where we can make the biggest difference for our families is by being present. And so for me, if the only thing 
that came out of, you know, the mindfulness meditation manifesting like practice for me was just an ability to be more present and live more in the present. It'd be worth it. And there's so much more than that. And if that's the only thing that came out of it for children and families, but I just really feel like it is so difficult. It can be so difficult to, to just be in the present, even though we're, we're around each other all the time as families, we're in the same homes or rooms or cars. It's like we're there, but we're not there. And this idea of wherever you're at, be there, like be present with people. And I think it's just, it's increasingly more difficult because we're constantly tethered to devices and screens. And it's just as an amazing opportunity to be still and do it wherever you want. Pick a room in your house, pick somewhere outside. Um, but yeah, that we'll, we'll, we'll link to the show notes uh, to her book. And this is not an ad, by the way, we don't get compensated. We just really believe in it. It's made a difference for us. But whatever your form of meditation, mindfulness, breathing, I just think it's an amazing way to drown out the noise and the overwhelm of the world. Yeah. And I, I myself would like to develop a stronger practice of, of this. Um, but I know it's going to take me, I got to get set a clear like time and day and place. Um, ideally it's going to be every day, but I also want to offer that, that, you know, if it's something you do want to incorporate into your life, that you set a specific place, you're going to do it a specific time. Um, and that will really, will really help it stick. One last thing I want to share is I, I've actually, when I first read her book, she said that lots of people will say like, oh, I've tried med- meditating. It doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm bad at meditating. And she talks about how <laughs> there's probably not such thing as being a, like good at meditating or bad at meditating. And she says, we don't meditate to get good at meditating. We meditate to get good at life. And I think a lot of people said, you know, think that meditation doesn't work for them because their mind wanders or, and she just talks about how, yeah, that's all normal. It's fine. Like it's part of the process. But what I do love about the biggest thing that I, that I think about meditation is again, this ability to be present. But the second thing that I, that I want to talk about really quickly is I think it's one of the most powerful things to combat stress. So we've talked about overwhelm, families feeling overwhelmed and, and all this noise and pressure. But really what that creates is stress. And how do we clear out the stress, right? How do we, how do we handle that? And she talks about how literally stress is making us stupid. <laughs> and there's these research, you know, there's a research and all these studies that have proven it. Like stress is the thing that has you like screaming at the top of your lungs to your kids, like to find your car keys when your car keys are in your hand. <laughs> and we've all felt that. And we've all probably had moments like that. And so we've got to give ourselves the ability and the gift as parents and as families to deal with the stress. And it is a gift that we can give ourselves. And I, I truly believe meditation is one of the most powerful things that we can do to be still, live in the present and really minimize and reduce just the stress that just is involved with being and running a family. Yeah, I love that. You're inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, our, your kids will like, in their own way, they'll take to it, right? Unless like... Yeah. Each yeah, each one is, is different. Some take to it more easily than others. But Tate... On a, like it wouldn't be it's not unheard of for us to be like where's Tate and one of the other kids would be like oh he's out in the backyard meditating <laughs> he's on the roof doing breathing exercises <laughs> yes. and Tate actually interestingly enough I just want to speak to that really quickly is he's identified that one of the things that he really wants to work on this year is stress like because he feels like out of all of our kids he feels like at times he can get kind of wound up and feel overwhelmed and stressed and and so his his word actually for the year is hang loose but yeah he really uses it and I think benefits from it. Yeah, I think he totally does. Then the third thing we wanted to talk about is just the power that can be 
found by going outside. And as an example, I just remember when our when our babies were young, you know, if they were fussy or crying and just couldn't be calmed, if I would take them outside, um, just step outside, whether that was going on a walk or laying a blanket out on the ground and just getting outside almost every time, like chilled them out, calmed them down. And I was always amazed at, at that. And then, you know, fast forwarding to today, like the same thing applies. Our kids are bigger, but if I notice we're in the house and they are just fighting a lot or at each other, um, maybe they really like Dr. Pull right now. It's this veterinarian show. Um, maybe they've been watching one too many episodes of Dr. Pull and or 10 too many. <laughs> I just know like, okay, it's time to go outside and going outside just cuts through all of that. Um, and lately it's like, okay, let's go to the beach and, I don't know. It just and almost immediately they are calmer. They are more happy and willing to engage with one another in a way that's other than like at each other. And just being outside provides like energy and life to them when sometimes it's lacking. You know, it's interesting. I thought I just had that I was, as you're saying that, I was thinking about how when you're, when you're in a room, like physical walls, like a home, mm-hmm. it can act like an echo chamber. You know, like the, the noise can get noisier and it bounces off the walls mm-hmm. and the overwhelm can like, you know, it's contained. Yeah. But this, this kind of like, you know, um, what am I trying to say? This analogy of like, but when you're outdoors, there's no walls to contain the noise. Mm-hmm. There's no walls to contain the overwhelm. It like doesn't create this echo chamber. It, it like, like literally figuratively, it just kind of releases it, you know? Yeah. I like that imagery. And yeah, that's a, that's the word I was actually the imagery. Because um, there's times where it just feels like your home is getting smaller throughout the day, <laughs> like the the amount of like just busyness and people at each other. It's like is, is our house shrinking? Like the walls are shrinking in on us. And I think that's you're feeling like the overwhelm and the noise. And a realization I had in preparation of this episode is I can't remember since being in Hawaii one like substantial argument or fight or bickering or people being at each other when we were outside. I don't remember one fight or disagreement at the beach, driving to the beach, coming home from the beach. I just remember laughing and playing and just having fun. But I can tell you about countless bickerings yesterday (laughs) that happened inside. And I'm just starting to see there's a direct correlation between the amount of time our children spend indoors to how much, you know, stress and overwhelm and noise and I will say I can see an even amplified direct correlation between how much time they spend indoors on devices. And I know that we can't live outside full time. And Melissa and I were talking like, yeah, we've never lived in a place where there's blizzards and snowstorms. So I know that presents its own challenges. But if we can make an attempt on a regular basis to get outside and move, there's just space out there. Like literal and figurative like space outdoors that I think is just so so healthy. And then and there's no like, yeah, containment for the noise and the overwhelm and it can just kind of dissipate. Yeah. And I like earlier we were talking um, how in our family we've made what we call a connection blueprint. And it's something that um, we read, it was inspired by this idea in Brene Brown's book, um, The Gifts of Imperfection. But it's just this idea of making a list of things that for your family have your have your family really work and connect and just live 
better together. And for us, getting outside is on that list, like very high up, as is surprisingly like doing yard work, um, going on hikes, which initially there's always a little bit of like, oh, we don't want to go on a hike. We don't want to do yard work. But every time just getting out there is like medicine. Yeah. And on those days when we do get outside, we've noticed it's not just in the moment, like the hike or the yard work. And again, it's so funny. Yeah. They complain at the beginning and then mm-hmm. all, they all love it. It's also just after that, the aftermath, our days just work. And you know how earlier I was talking about, I think it's more, it can be more challenging than ever before to be present. Mm-hmm. I also think it can be more challenging than ever before to get outside. We've never had so many things to, to justifiably keep us in our homes, to keep us indoors. Especially this year when it- when beaches have been closed and parks are closed and it's, yeah, it can be super challenging. I, I know for a fact I could justify with all that I have going on between Campfire Effect, family brand, just hobbies, interests, that I have a laptop and a, and a, and a, and a, you know, cell phone. I could justify spending 14, 15, 16 hours a day indoors easily. <laughs> like, it, so it, it does take more of a conscious effort to get outdoors, to get outside, but it's just so healthy. And sometimes you can combine that. You know, I know a lot of people are working from home right now. And I think people, I think those of us, you know, who are working from home, which is a lot of people, you also have people who are more understanding than ever before. Like they're more understanding of your kids making noise in the background or interrupting your Zoom meeting or, and so for me, I do a lot of my calls out and about. Like I can, I can, so it's a little simple, practical things too. It's like, well, I can either do this call that I'm going to do over the phone. I can either do it in my office and stay inside or I can go out and walk. And so there's just, again, so many different ideas and thoughts I could share around that, but just being out in nature and just getting outdoors, is just, yeah, it helps you. And, and I will say it combines with what we said about one of the benefits of meditation is being present. When I'm out, like for example, at the beach and I'm out on a surfboard or a boogie board or pushing my kids in the waves, I, I literally don't have the time to think about anything but that. Like I'm completely free from the stress and the overwhelm and on my to-do list. Yeah, like what you shared earlier this week with me, how one day this week you were kind of feeling overwhelmed with everything and then you're planning to go surfing later on in the afternoon, but then our instructor was like, no, let's go now. Like conditions are great. So you kind of dropped, you dropped what you were doing and we're like, okay, I'm going to go surf. You were gone for a little bit, only focused on surfing. You went, took Ivy. Um, so it was just like you and Ivy in the ocean. And then you came back and it was like way better. Oh yeah, I got. I, pr- I probably got more done in the next two hours and the five or six hours combined before that. And I think sometimes we feel like we don't have time to unplug and get outside. And I would say you don't have time not to. And it's it, in saying all this is a reminder to me. You know, I'm reminding myself of like, yeah, you really got to make time to meditate. You've really got to make time to get outside, and you've really got to allow, you know, God and the universe to like get behind you and be on your side through prayer. And not try to do it all on your own. So I guess for me, the thing I would wrap up with, Melissa, and I'll let you share is that I'm just amazed that I know that all these principles are true and that they work. And yet I'm sometimes I'm just convinced or set on doing it all myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like just I'm not going to take the time to meditate, not going to pray. I'm not going to get outside. I'm just going to like grind it out and hustle when it's like, it doesn't have to be as hard. <laughs> like if you just practice these simple principles of a daily meditation practice or breathing, pray consistently, get outside on a regular basis. You'll actually get more done. Your life will work better. Yeah. And nothing 
outside of that is actually going to change. It's not like your life is going to be any different, but you will be better equipped to deal with life. And yeah, the only thing that I would add is, um, you know, maybe choose one of these things this week, whether that is the prayer or the meditation practice or the commitment to being outside more um, and really focus, focus in on it and see how, how that can impact your life this week. Thanks guys. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To show our appreciation, we want to offer you a free gift. We have an incredible online course you can get now by going to familybrand.com or by following the link in the show notes. And while you're there at familybrand.com, be sure to follow us on social media so that we can go on this journey together. Lastly, if this podcast has impacted you, we ask that you share it with another powerful family in your life and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. We will see you in the next episode.